morning, Jess. Is it morning, though? It's afternoon, right? No, it's 11.45. Oh, it's still morning. Okay, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying that the weather is not blazing hot this week. Same. It's going to get there, though. Allergies. I literally I'm, can't even open the windows in my house. I know. So, <laughs> so like, bad. I'm going to sniff through this whole thing, and I apologize to everyone in advance. Um, but my nose is just... For anyone who's not in the Northeast right now, pollen is like drifting on the wind like snowflakes. Like it's, you can like see clumps of pollen like floating around. It's terrible. My little one, I have never seen a child with such bad allergies in my life. Oh my goodness. His eye, get just one, just one eye. It's always one. I don't know. It gets so swollen that like he can't open it all the way like it looks like he has a black eye and i'm like did your brother punch you like what is happening no no it's just pollen yeah oh my gosh like it's so bad i feel so bad i feel so bad that sounds oh i feel bad for him too and like he told me the other (laughs) he told me the other day that his eye was drooling (laughs) oh my god kids are the best (laughs) he's like my eyes drooling like color friends because there's like a thing he watches and one of the characters like drools out of his mouth and so like that's how he like his eye was leaking because of allergies and in his head it was drooling like the color friends thing poor guy yeah he's funny hopefully they pass soon i feel like he seems like it's been getting a little better i feel like yeah it's like too bad it's like super bad for like a couple weeks and then it kind of peters off and then it's just like crazy hot summer yeah get ready for it i know it's coming i might go to the beach tomorrow so this week on Myth and Macabre, I thought we could talk about a ghost town in the northwest corner of Connecticut. Okay. I mean, northwest is like almost out of New England. Kind of. It is like not too far <laughs> from New York. <laughs> so like we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm slowly working my way out. So Dudleytown, Connecticut is the name of the ghost town. And it was never actually a real town, but instead it was kind of a village in Litchfield County, which... Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the same in other places in the country or around the world, but I know in New England, we have a lot of like things that are called villages because I think they used to historically be villages, but they're like in other towns, but still yeah, I think kind it's of kinda maintain like... like their identity as a village, even though they're not the town anymore. Yeah, I think it's kind of like where my dad used to live, where it was like... I think when I, like, wrote a letter, you could address it as, like, Matunic or Wakefield, and it would get you to the right place. Exactly. And I think there's, like, a whole bunch of them in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So I'm, I wasn't surprised to find out that this was a thing in Connecticut as well. Also, fun fact, my next mini-sode is also going to be in, not my next one, I think a couple ones out. Mine's also in Litchfield. Oh, no way! <laughs> That's cool. So we'll be back. So... I'm going to call it Dudley Town because that's what it's called. Okay. Even though it's not the name of the town. But it started off as what would have been considered a relatively thriving settlement that was settled in the 1740s by a man named Thomas Griffiths. Not a Dudley. Not a Dudley. (laughs) However, as time goes on, this area becomes super populated with people that are from the Dudley family. So So Dudley Town makes sense. Yes. And started in the... 1740s for some reason i'm like having a hard time saying 1740s and by the mid 1920s it was pretty much entirely defunct and deemed a ghost town so it was like just under 200 years just under 200 years yeah 
So as it stands currently, Dudley Town is a desolate area in the middle of the woods with only the foundations of former homesteads remaining. Now the area is called the Dark Entry Forest, which I think really adds to kind of the ghost town mystique. So there's no like actual buildings left. It's just the foundations. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's been pretty much like leveled and taken back by nature at this point. I think when it was deemed a ghost town in the 1920s, because it is private property, I think it just kind of sat and nature Mm -hmm. took it back. (laughs) I think at some point there were people visiting it a lot because at this point it is private property that is closed to the public. So I agree. I think at some point people were visiting a lot and they were like vandalizing it. So it might have also had some things that were like torn down at that time just to prevent people from going to check it out. That's too bad. That's like the Marcy Brown grave where they had to like put a lock on the, the tomb. Yeah, door, it makes people sense. People were going in there and it's super stinks, boards. right? Like, why can't you go check out cool things? Oh, because somebody else ruined it before you. Like, yeah. ugh. but either way, so it's in this dark entry forest, which sounds so like wonderfully foreboding, and I think that that kind of adds to some of the dark reputation. But I think the bigger thing that adds to this reputation for this ghost town is that people believe it's cursed. Okay. I like a good curse. That's what I'm thinking, too. I was like, ooh, okay, cursed ghost town? I'll take it. <laughs> so the legend of Dudley Town goes back further than the town itself. Legend has it that in the early 1500s, Edmund Dudley, who was a real person, he was the English administrator and financial advisor to King Henry VII, mm-hmm. and he was charged for trees can't say those words together. Nope. He was charged for treason and decapitated Ooh. in the early 1500s in the Tower of London. It was said that he had plans to overthrow King Henry VII and that when he was sentenced for treason, there was a curse put on his family that said that all of his descendants would be plagued with hardship and death. I mean, that sounds like a very 1500s thing. 100%, right? It fits perfectly. It does. So in the 19... Or the, I keep wanting to say the 1900s when I mean the 1700s. In the 1750s, which is about 10 years after this settlement was settled by Thomas Griffiths, the first of the Dudleys, Gideon Dudley, and his extended family move to this little village. Random side note. I really like the name Gideon. I love the name Gideon. I don't know why. I'm going to blame it on um, the Righteous Gemstones, if anyone watches that. (laughs) Well, now I'm glad I'm not the only person that watched that, because I feel like I was for a while. No, you Um, are not. I do enjoy Gideon as a name as well. Yeah. So Gideon and his family moved to this little Connecticut town, and from there, it feels like they were only plagued with hardship. So for the next approximately 200 years before the town goes defunct, they have people that are going insane. They have people that are dying unnaturally. Illness was completely prevalent and really just like nothing good seems to be happening. I have a question. Sure. So this curse went into effect in the 1500s, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. This alleged curse. Yes. Um, Not a fact. But it didn't start affecting the family until they 
migrated to the U.S. in the 1700s? Or well, I there... couldn't find a lot of information on the lineage of the Dudley family. Okay. Between Edmund, the advisor for the king, who, mm-hmm. like I said, was a real person. There's like a whole Wikipedia page on him. He's real. And Gideon Dudley coming over. So okay. I could only assume the family has been allegedly cursed and plagued okay. throughout that time as well. Because I was going to say, is it just like a new environment that they're not used to? But well, we, we can get know, into so. some of what might actually be happening in Dudley Town because okay. there's some thoughts there too. Oh, thoughts. I like thoughts. So by 1854, Dudley Town's population had peaked at about 26 families. That's amazing. Which is super tiny. But yes. um, at that time, the area seemed to be doing all right. There was a successful timber company that was supplying resources to the nearby Litchfield County iron furnaces in Cornwall. That was the name of the company. But because it's such a remote location, it's just kind of in the middle of the woods and it's kind of right on the edge of some like mountain ranges in the area. Mm -hmm. It was not like the easiest place to do business with. That sounds like Glastonbury. I think it's part of the same mountain range, actually, based on where it is. I think so. So I'm not surprised. And I mean, Connecticut doesn't have humongous mountains. It's not like we have the Rocky Mountains on the East Coast. But like, it's enough that it makes terrain difficult. Well, yeah, especially back then when you didn't have like motor vehicles or... Exactly. You know, excavating machines to create roads or whatever. So they had some trouble like with their work with the Litchfield County Iron Furnaces, but it was kind of helping out the town. Another thing that was they were struggling with was because of the placement of the mountains and where it's located in kind of a little bit of a basin in this kind of mountainous region, they weren't getting a lot of light. So they were having trouble with agriculture, which I thought was like a really interesting fact. And it kind of has to do with because it is so low set compared to the terrain around it, Mm -hmm. like sunrise doesn't hit them until the sun is relatively high in the sky. Right. And it appears to kind of set really early just because of the surrounding Yeah, so it's not actually set. It's just like behind the mountain. It's just behind the mountain, yeah. So they're not getting as much light either. So they're struggling to kind of set up an agricultural system that works as well. So now you kind of have this area where like, People can't really work in the area where they live. They're struggling to farm in the area where they live. Like, things are just not going great. And I think maybe due to some of these superstitions, it's feeling more like a curse and less like actual geography is giving them a hard time. Yes. Because this was, well, I was going to say this was before geography was a thing, but that's not really true. They've been like <laughs> making maps forever. So sure. I'm going to just stop talking. But I think like topographically, nobody like, especially because like I said, like we don't have mountain ranges like the Rocky Mountains. So you probably like didn't quite realize you were in as mountainous of a region just because the mountains aren't like that huge. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't, I think it just wasn't really a great location to set up a town ultimately. But according to some different versions of the legends, there are stories that outline different deaths of different members of the Dudley family that lived in the community, such as bizarre lightning strikes. There was a plague that went through Dudley Town at one point. There was an account of a man who, after the death of his wife, who died of consumption, which we've talked about a few times in some of these more historical episodes... Like, his wife died of consumption, and after that, he disappeared in the forest, never to be seen again. I mean, 
there's animals in the forest. That's, yeah, that's kind of, like, it was said that, like, after his wife died, his, his kids and him all went disappearing in the forest. And I was like, honestly, it kind of sounds like he maybe was trying to move away from the town and got lost. But or made it to another town and just nobody knew who he was. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, so I was thinking, too, like, when we talk about, like, Glastonbury and things like that, it doesn't seem too hard to get lost in these woods. You know what I mean? You get off the trail for a little bit and all of a sudden you're lost and never seen again. So it could have been the thing. And the legend doesn't stop there. It says in the early 1900s, while Dudley town was almost entirely deserted at that point, Dr. William Clark came to Cornwall and fell in love with the country and decided to purchase a thousand acres of land, which includes Dudley town. And in this land on this land, He decides to construct his summer vacation home. And as he is constructing it, he has to go away for an emergency. And by the time he's come home, his like wife has gone insane. The same way that other members of Dudley Town have. And people go to blame this on the curse of the land as well. Could it maybe be seasonal affective disorder? Potentially. I was like, I feel like we're also in the era of like lead paint. So like that's also true. Who knows? Or like uh what is it? Bad wheat. Oh, like ergots? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think we're a little bit past Salem, but <laughs> but the same kind of thing. Like I'm like, there are so many different reasons for mental illness. Also, we're at a time where like an account of a woman going insane is kind of wishy-washy at best anyway. Like, because obviously she has a floating uterus. It could be anything, right? (laughs) Like she could have just decided she didn't want to do her housework and now she's a witch and crazy. Like who knows? But all these different things over time have been attributed to this land being cursed. And because it's me, I had to look (laughs) up and see what was going on. So there is some truth. Edmund Dudley, the gentleman who was the advisor to Henry VII, who was beheaded, that all really happened. But really, for me, as the resident debunker of (laughs) everything fun and spooky, he's not related to the Dudleys that came to Dudley Town. Well, okay. At all. There's no connection in their genealogy, which might kind of come back to your question about what happened in the in-between mm-hmm. well maybe not much <laughs> Nothing. Um, <laughs> there was no in-between yes because they're not actually related i also looked into some of the accounts of the people that went insane in dudley town and it was kind of at, in my research it became very obvious that most of the people that lived in dudley town lived in like well into their 90s oh okay and i'm not entirely sure that insanity was what was going on i'm gonna say dementia it was more yeah like a senility problem but then i was like that kind of also speaks to dudley town that their residents were like living so long granted they're all part of the same family so there's probably a lot of similar genetics going on there but like well yeah but you still there's still like um you know the whole nature versus versus nurture thing like you still have to take care of where you live. Very true. Very true. And then, I mean, it's pretty irrefutable that Dudley Town became a ghost town. That's kind of hard to, to say no to. It did. No, it didn't. And I was like, but why? Okay, so 
the location was not great. It was mm-hmm. hard to have agriculture. It seemed like most of the work was work you would need to leave where you were to go to a nearby town to actually do work. But I actually found some information that was talking about how a lot of it becoming a ghost town could be attributed to the end of the Civil War, which I thought Mm. was really interesting. And I think kind of with wartime efforts and things, a lot of the residents of Dudley Town were noticing that there were better opportunities in other towns and there were places that were easier to live and there were places where transport was easier and they really didn't need to continue dealing with this like unnecessary burden of life in this kind of out of the way town. Right. So they started moving. Like it wasn't, this wasn't like a Roanoke, everyone disappeared. <laughs> it was just like, everyone was like, this isn't really the best spot to cultivate life. So let's, let's find go someplace one. that is. And like for people that are not from the New England area, it's not like Connecticut's only like two hours wide. <laughs> like it's, it's not, not that big. a huge deal to go, you know, we don't want to live in this forest. We're going to go 15 minutes that way, which is kind of what I think happened. So while Dudley town has kind of a cool spooky, like here's this haunted ghost town where all these people went insane and this guy got struck by lightning and these other people went missing in the woods. I think ultimately it's just, it was like, poor civic planning (laughs) basically (laughs) like it just wasn't a good place for a town yeah it was like glastonbury like there were too many things wrong with it and it just yeah wasn't trying and it wasn't working yeah exactly so i thought it was kind of a fun thing to have a ghost town with a curse i feel like in general ghost towns are kind of more prevalent out west i feel like you don't Mm -hmm. hear about a ton of them in new england so i thought that it was worth talking about Dudley Town comes up on a lot of research lists for like most haunted towns in New England, even though. But is it haunted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I think it's haunted, but it came up enough that I, I it was going to be a research topic for one of our episodes for season two. But there just like isn't. I mean. That was like 15 minutes of talking. Like, there's not really a whole lot going on with it. Right. Because a lot of it is legend that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you look at it Mm -hmm. a bit more subjectively. And it doesn't have, you know, anything to back it up. Yeah, but it sounds kind of a creepy place. I like that it has, like, kind of a campfire-type legend around it. And the remains of Dudley Town, as I kind of mentioned, are still there today. It's mostly basements and stone foundations. But as of 1999, a it is private property and has become unavailable to the public, including hikers, because that area is just not really safe to be traversing, and it's private property. So, mm-hmm. it, do they have plans to do anything with it? Not that I could find. So, because it's like private property at this point, and they claimed that the reason why they were making it unavailable to the public was that the vi- the visitors were doing a lot of damage to the ecosystem of the forest. I mean, we do that everywhere. But. True. And, but I'm like, that's, that's a pretty solid reason to state it, especially where it's mm-hmm. it's somebody's property. So I don't think there's any plans to do anything with it as of now. And it kind of stinks because it is one of those where, like, if you did want to go see it, you're trespassing. Yeah. Which we don't condone. No, don't do that. That's bad. So, yeah. (laughs) I thought it was kind of a cool place. I thought it was worth talking about and worth mentioning because it comes up on so many of these haunted lists. But I... Yeah. 
I'm not sure it really deserves its place there <laughs> for what it's worth. But I thought it was kind of a but cool thing fun. to look into and to talk about. Yeah, I liked it. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. For sharing. So that's all I've got for this week. And I think we have a fun home written, house written legend for next week or next the next episode. I know we're not coming out quite every week, but No. It, yeah, it's kind of um there wasn't enough in the actual legend, so I tried something different. <laughs> yeah, so we'll hope you check that out too. And thanks for listening. Bye.